0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk cheese. Recorded live. Welcome,
1: welcome, ladies, to our 4th Bible study. I'm just going to wait, like, not even a minute because it's 8.30, so I want to say welcome. I know Facebook is putting it out there to you all, but I just want to get started and say welcome because it's 830, and we are going to get started with our fourth, fourth for Bible study. I'm so excited. This has been um, some laboring to get to this place because of just things going on in life and the timing and the right study, you name it. It has been a lot going on. So I want to say welcome you all to our fourth Bible study in Simply Study. At one time, there wasn't a Simply Study. there's Simply Pray, and then we wanted to learn more and do Bible studies, so we created Simply Study, and we have done four Bible studies. Well, this is our fourth Bible study. So we welcome you to the Bible study tonight, and we are going to dig right in. We'll go until we're finished. Hopefully, that's around 9, 15-ish. Amen. So I'm just going to give a couple of seconds just in case um, some people are coming on and then we're going to get started. I'm excited about this study. Excited about this study. And I have my doggy underneath too, so we have to get her out of the way. I think she's leaving right
0: now. I'm doing my Bible study, and a dog is here, so,
1: and I'm recording it. Welcome, welcome. Okay, so we're just going to go ahead and uh, keep on moving. chase faith, even though uh, we have some interference in the background. So let's do this. I'm going to move you guys for a second, and then we are going to pray, because
0: that makes sense.
1: Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord God, for this for us Bible study. Breathe. I know just even saying it, I just need to breathe. So I know this Bible study is just going to open up some things already in the first week that we may have not realized about the Sabbath, the principle, just us resting and doing what you asked us to do and just taking some time because there's this thing that we need to do as far as self-care and just keep on going and going and doing and doing and doing. And we know that there's this principle that we need to recognize and just to be able to pull back and not keep pushing forward and doing things because we don't trust you so we hope that we learn and pull away and be able to apply some amazing things through this study we look forward to these five weeks being amazing and giving us tremendous information and impact so that we can go out and do some great things but most of all that you would speak to us through this word that we would hear from you and that we will be open and really be honest in where we are and be able to take in all that you have for us. And so we ask you these things. We ask you to bless this study in your mighty name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, so let me do this. Okay, so we are here for, I'm about to say week number four. It's actually um, our fourth Bible study. And so if this is your first time. This is our fourth Bible study. Our first Bible study was Their Best Love. It was about Psalms 107. One of my favorites was number two, A Woman Who Doesn't Quit. And actually when I was getting my notes together, I'm down in my office, and I have, like, all of the five habits from The Woman Who Doesn't Quit. And it just speaks volume because in there it says, um, stay open to the move of God. And so I'm always reminded of that Bible study and how it has helped us uh, tremendously. And then the third one, Stacey actually told that one, that was How to Manage Money. And this one is a great segue because it's about breathing. Breathing by Priscilla Shirer. So I am going to get right into the book. Priscilla is one of my favorite, favorite to listen to. I actually wanted to get her here. Uh, earlier this year, April 28th, to do a simulcast. So hopefully keep us in prayer. That is something that we can do in the near future. Before we get ready to go into the Bible study, um, I have some announcements to make. On June the 30th, which is this coming Saturday at 8 o'clock, we are praying in our other group, Simply Studies. She's just going to stay here because she's not going to leave. We are praying for the state. And so I got this cute little sticky thing, and you color the license plates when you see them, but we're actually coloring the states that we're praying for. And if you join us on June the 30th at 8 p.m., we have this same uh, designated line. We will be on, and there's going to be different people that live in those states that will be praying. So we even have Hawaii represented, uh, Maryland, Delaware, um, New York, New Jersey, and some other states, Illinois. So we welcome you to join us for that study. It's going to be amazing. And we know that there's so many different things going on in our state. And so my heart is to always pray for my communities and the people around me. And so um, there's many things going on in our state. And we need to make sure that we know what is going on and that we keep those things in prayer as well as the people. Amen? So that's the segue. That's our announcement. And I also want to give notice. There's a video uh, if you are on the conference line we welcome you we also want to make notice that there's a video up and we'll be putting five videos up from this study now we just ask that you do not share them because we don't charge for this study but we actually have to uh incur a fee to purchase these videos because they are free during a certain time and then after that you have to purchase them so we don't mind for the ministry However, we ask that you not share them. If you find that there's a video that has a lot of information or something that can help someone, we ask that you add them to the group, tell them about the Bible study, even if they get it late, even if they start late, they can always come in and start wherever because the videos will be up and they can join in at any time. They can always go back, start all over again. And then after we do this session, we will move all the videos to YouTube as well so they can go there and watch the videos and go through the study. So we just wanted to let you know that. The schedule for this Bible study is only five weeks. It is amazing. (laughs) It can be done in the summertime because I know you guys are thinking, oh, a Bible study in the middle of the summer. Like all you can think about is the beach and vacation, so only five weeks. So I put the schedule up in the group, but the schedule just to give you a reminder. Hi, Katrina, and hi, Giselle. The schedule is June 25th, July 2nd, July 9th, July 16th, and July 23rd, and it's just five weeks, and we move those videos again over to YouTube. So if you go over to our page, we'll make sure we put it in. I'm I'm going to (laughs) oh, excuse me. I'm going to Um, – we'll make sure that you can go right to the page and subscribe to keep up with that. And that is all, so we are gonna to go to this study. So this is our book, Breathe by Priscilla Shiver. It is 127 pages, so it's a pretty easy read, pretty easy read. I think it's gonna be impactful. Um, just like I said, A Woman Who Doesn't Quit. Said Fast Love was amazing to me too, because it was Psalms 107 and I'm often reminded about it. But A Woman Who Doesn't Quit when we went through that Bible study is one of my favorites who spoke to me. It's something that I hold on to. And so it just really depends on where you are in life that you can hold on to. This could be your favorite one. How to manage money could be your favorite, of course, because it was a lot of things. It depends on where you are. And sometimes you'll go back and you'll remember some things about it, and you'll just keep plugging through. So this is our fourth Bible study. We also, at the end of this study, will, hi, Giselle, we are also going to do a survey monkey so that we ask that while you're going through this study, if you have any suggestions or things that we can do better, we would love to do these studies in-house, but we have people that are all over. Kind of makes it easier for you to be able to come online and still, you know, be home, cook, do whatever you need to do, but I would love to do these studies online, so I know that's one suggestion, but um, even if we did them on, if we did them in house, we would still go online because we have people so far away. So please keep that in mind. The Survey Monkey will come out and just please give us any suggestions on how we can um, make this a better experience. And then we also, if you add people, tell people. We always um, stay in this Bible study. We always give out gifts at the end of the study. So I'm a real big and marker person, and I'll let you see. Like see these are my markers. These are just some of my markers. They're fingernail polish. Uh, We give things like that away, and then this time I'm going to give away one of these. This right here is just totally awesome. It's a time management tool, and so if you turn it on and hit five minutes, it just starts counting down. So you can sit and work and do something for five minutes, and it'll cut off, and then you're done. Keep you productive so you don't stay too long. So we want to give away one of these and some other goodies at the end of this study. So let's dig in. We're going to go right to page number three, and I'm going to read through some things. Leave some comments. Um, If you guys feel like you want to come on and comment, let me know, and I can bring you on the camera. But this is week one of BREED. One of our girls just keeps saying, girl, like, I really needed this study. So I think it's going to really make us think about some things. And it's already had for me. On history, we want to read the dedication. And I want to read the dedication because if you look at the video, it was very pivotal in just the making of all of this. And so she, you know, gives accolades and, and love to K. Okay, author and Beth Moore for helping her and being a mentor and all that great stuff. And so I want to read her dedication because she put it in her book. To Kay Arthur and Beth Moore for teaching me to say no, for inspiring me to put first things first, for showing me by your example the importance of margin and Sabbath, for reminding me that doing everything is not the same as doing the best thing. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> you have taught me that life is better when it has room to breathe. So we are going to, and it says, I love you, Priscilla. We are going to open up this study. Remember this. Thank you. You have taught me that life is better when you have room to breathe. I'm always going to the gym and the pool, and if you ever hear me say this out loud, I'll say I need to go get in the water, or today you told me by the water. It's my thing. <laughs> it is my thing, and I, like, crave it when I'm really going through some different things Difficult things, different things. I go to the water and I just have to sit in the water for like a long period of time just to think. And when I'm in there, I breathe. I'm like, okay, let's let's move on and and do something. So I can I can really relate to this. Um, life is better when it has learned to breathe. Okay, so let's go forward i want to click back to this page. Priscilla Shire, just in case you guys don't know, is a wife her mom first, but put a Bible in her hand and a message in her heart, and you'll see why thousands meet God in powerful personal ways at her conferences. With a Master's Degree in Biblical Studies from Dallas Theological Seminary, we'll open up with this. Priscilla brings depth uh, of Scripture to life. Her nine Bible studies, such topics as the exodus, hearing the voice of, the, of God, and biblical characters like Jonah and Gideon. She has also written seven books, including the number one Times bestseller, The Re- Resolution for Women. Priscilla and her husband, Jerry, believe Going Beyond Ministries, through which they provide spiritual training, support, and resources. She's okay. Or are you going to grab her? Hold on, bye.
0: Hurry up,
1: hurry up. Interruption. All right, I'm sorry. Um, support and resources to the body of Christ. They count it as their greatest privilege to serve every denomination and culture across the spectrum of the church. Again, this study is 127 pages, so it's easy but impactful. Interactive uh if you can be comment in the text and i need you guys i need you guys during this bible study even though we're miles apart if you can comment or just you know text or whatever talk on the conference line whatever you need to do but please be interactive so that we can heart thumbs so that we know that you're there because it's like we're here on the video and it's easy but i want to talk to you like you were in my face so remember there are five sessions We have the schedule. We gave you the schedule every Monday at 8.30 p.m., and we are going to get started. So, there was a note from Priscilla, and I just going to read this short piece, it's just a little recap. We moved out to the country in search of simplicity, and Jerry and I packed up our three boys trading a neighborhood of concrete driveways and busy roads for a more royal setting. And that's not exactly what happened. Even if they moved, when they moved, it was still busy. And so she notes on page six that we were tired, overwhelmed, and it was dilapidated. And so I just wanted to give you this piece because it's amazing how we think sometimes that we're going to move, whether it's locations or jobs and things are going to get better, and you actually make things worse just by thinking things are going to get easier. We're going to go over to page seven. And I'm going to read this piece because it's a contract, and hopefully you have the book, there's a contract here at the bottom. I signed mine in red. I was serious about it. (laughs) So Priscilla, signed hers and then your signature. I'm going to start in the middle. Now the Savage Principle isn't necessarily easy to apply. I suspect that we'll always be a little resistant to to it. So like any good girlfriend, I want to forewarn you, this study journal is going to be difficult. How about that? We are taught, we are sisters, so I feel like I have to spill the beans right up front. As I've taught and written this message, it has made me uncomfortable more than once. I'm not joking. And most of the time, the conviction doesn't stay confined to my heart, mind, and soul, but fills me up with a sense of physical urgency to do something about it immediately. This practical topic can't help but challenge you right away. I taught on it for the first time at a Deeper Still event in 2012. All 10,000 of us squirmed in our seats. The video in this study comes from that event, and the book will help you Put feet to the message. I love that. Put feet to the message. I'm asking you to sign up for the long haul, to refuse to go with light as usual. I mean, literally, sign up. You see the line under my signature? That's for your John Hancock. Sign your name. Once you prayerfully, here we go, agree to go the distance with me. It's our commitment to each other to do serious business with God on this issue Require yourself to answer the difficult questions and make the life modifications that those answers dictate. And then here we go. You can find room to breathe. You can do it together. It'll make whatever we live so much better. Ready? Let's go. Freedom awaits on the other side of your obedience. And she signed it, Priscilla, and I signed mine, Rhonda. So hopefully, Giselle, you signed yours and i don't know who's on the conference line but hopefully you signed yours and if you come on at a different time hopefully you signed yours we'll put some pictures up of our signatures now we won't do that <laughs> we have to make it blurry because that's the thing about autographs people have your signature they can sign anything so we won't do that but make sure you sign it and make sure that you're serious about it so page nine and the hashtag for this study is sabbath margin so we're at week. Number one, and the freedom of the Sabbath. We're just going to go through some points here because when you are going through this study, this is week one, and so what we do is we actually recap the questions. So we'll go through those. We'll go through some points that made us think, and it made us stop, and it made us say, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I didn't think about this right here as it pertains to this study. Normally, when you think of read, you're thinking about self-care, you're thinking about my busyness. But there are some things in this study that um, were pulled out that I didn't even consider that may be some areas that I struggle with. So we'll get to that. But we'll pull out some points and just give you some things to think about. But mainly when we do these Bible studies, it's four weeks. So that's seven days it gives you each day to go through. I think it's about 35 pages this first week to go through. And to really just read and put your notes in and really just dig in and then we meet back the next week and we talk about some things if by any chance there's some things that you really thought about during the week or you're struggling with go ahead in the notes of that week and put it in in the comments or text us if it's too much in the background or um you know, text us and say, hey, like, I really struggle with this area, and I just wanted to talk to somebody about it. We're all here. So let's go over to page, uh, we were at
0: nine. Nine. Okay.
1: set setup. Harriet Tubman, I thought this was profound. Harriet Tubman, the great emancipator of thousands of slaves in America, is quoted as saying, I freed thousands of slaves. Here it is. Yes, yeah, my husband always says, wait for it. <laughs> I could have freed thousands more if they had known they were slaves. If only they knew. Ooh, my eyes widened as I read the statement and realized its implication. Slavery is often the outcome of ignorance or denial. Freedom hinges on recognition and acceptance. It reminds me of the scripture where we, lack, um, we perish for a lack of, lack of knowledge. So I'll go down to the middle, the big idea. I want to confess right here at the beginning of our study, I was asleep and didn't know it. I was bound by things I never even thought of as possible past masters. They were good things God had given me full license to enjoy. There's the key to that. Yet they had begun to exert far too much control over my life. The very fact that my flesh cringed at the thought of curbing my desire to buy this or eat that, to spend time doing this or not that, should have been my first indicator that something was awry. My flesh was becoming enslaved to things it was meant to enjoy as blessings and not bondage. So how about that? Because sometimes when you start off doing some things, it's so pleasurable. And then, you know, like even when you start a job, I remember like last year you start a job and you're all into it, and then they offer you overtime, and then next thing you know, and you do the overtime because you think, that you of course you need the money and then next thing you know weekend after weekend time after time and then you start you know like oh this is driving me crazy so it's many things that we can just do too much of working 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 trying to make an impression trying to do um, more than we're expected even with ministry this like it's all over it happens. so we'll flip over to page 10 And here's some things. Little did I know that pulling back the layers of this Bible theme would shine a bright spotlight onto something always meant to be so much more than a rigid rule to follow. Even when it was first established in Israel for a people who know nothing but slavery, God always and eternally intended that Sabbath to be a lifestyle. Imagine that, Sabbath being a lifestyle an attitude, a perspective, an orientation for living that enables us to govern our lives and steer clear of bondage. I highlighted that whole piece right there. Always and eternally intended to be a lifestyle, an attitude, perspective, and orientation for living that enables us to govern our lives and steer clear of bondage. So here's some things. Especially the bondages we are least likely to recognize. Here's the one. do things like the stuff we buy. <laughs> this is where I thought this was a good segue. Let me make sure I have enough um, space on the camera. Um, a good segue to how to manage money. Because we talked about a lot of things. There was one word that I highlighted in here that took me right back to how to manage money. We talked about all the things we have and spending, 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 and how we can save. And so when I thought about this here, it took me back to this is a great segue Bible study to, number one, help us breathe um, after coming off of that, but still helping us do the work that God intends us to do. Because when you talk about how to manage money from a biblical perspective, there's still some habits and things. We dealt with habits. We dealt with God's love first. We dealt with habits, and then we dealt with money, and now we're dealing with just the breathing and going to principles. Like the stuff we buy, shoes, clothes, accessories, home, decor, electronics. I am guilty. I shouldn't get into it. But I'm guilty with my uh, accessories and pens. To people, the boyfriend, the best friend, the employer. To hobbies, golfing, watching television, had to underline it, reading, social media. To indulgences, food, Ugh, caffeine, Ugh. and chocolate, not my thing. So, we're our job ministry, careers, and volunteer efforts. So, you all, if you just sit there and saturate, I'm sure your eyebrows are doing one of these. Right, right. <laughs> your eyebrows are doing one of these. We can easily, I, I knew, I mentioned ministries earlier, you could so get caught up in ministries and have to have that fine balance of all of these different things. And that's so hard because I. We could go on and on about this. You guys leave comments, and, and if it sticks out to you, just let me know, because that was a lot of things. The the boyfriends, the best friends, the employer, social media, that's why we went and got one of these things <laughs> these tools to help us. Just like, okay, I'm going to be on this and post for 15 minutes. That's it. I got to go. So just putting margins, and that's the word that we're going to talk about, in place. I could go on. That's what Priscilla said. Because <laughs> I, I said the same thing. I can go on and on. But somehow I feel like you can probably fill in the blank yourself. In fact, before we even really get started, I think you should. Below, write anything, people, interests, or endeavors. I'm going to give you guys your, your whole time to, if you didn't, just think about these things. Endeavors that might hold too much control over your right now in this season of your life. We always use that word, in this season. To what or whom you find difficult to say no. I can say no to people because I've practiced that a lot. Uh, I just have, well, I did put, you know, sometimes your family. just different circumstances that's coming up. Uh, I try to make the best decisions there, but I can say no to some, some things. But that, I, I put that food, indulgence, I underlined some things. I'll show you guys. I did underline some things. All right, so let's move over. Uh, we're going to go to page 11. Rate each of the following things on a scale of one low danger to ten extreme danger. Use the extra space on this page to record any thoughts that come to your mind about your relationship with any of these. And so be honest here. You can do this on your time, but these are the numbers that I've put in here. And it's, it's some things. It's, Shopping and eating and home decorating, we all could get lost in that. Uh, social media, again, working ministry, opinions of my friends. Do you guys get trapped in that, like worrying about what your friends say? Marriage, children, relaxing, hobbies, exercise, my weight, my appearance. Put your numbers in. Together, you and I are going to find out how the Sabbath principle, imagine it's a principle can keep these things from bossing us around, controlling our lives, and becoming masters over us. Sabbath margin is the boundary God intended for us to place around the things we enjoy so that we'll never be a slave to anyone or anything other than him. Can I do that again? I want to do it again. It's one of those things you have to highlight, and it's like a, like a sticky that you got to put on your desk. Sabbath margin is the boundary God intended for us to place around the things we enjoy so that we'll never be a slave to anyone or anything other than him. So the first word that comes to mind is idolatry, right? So we don't become a slave to anything or anyone other than him. So we are only supposed to be enslaved to God. Amen? He paid far too high a price for us to share our allegiance with any other. Jesus said, here's a scripture, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's in John 8 and 32. Freedom from slavery begins by knowing. So let's get to it, shall we? So I'm going to come in here and um, on page 12 and we're going to do session one, the viewer's guide. Hopefully you guys watched the video. Um, it was a pretty lengthy video it is actually i think 35 minutes but we put it up in the group if you didn't get a chance to see it just go ahead and view it we'll keep them up for a while but as i said because um i think they have like copyright issues because you have to purchase them we just ask that you don't share them out of the group however if you want someone to get access to them just add them to the group tell them about the bible study add them to the group, tell them that they can get the book off of Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. They can come in late if they miss the first session or even the second session, come in late and then watch it and make them view it time. So page 12 is session one, the viewer guide. Are we so comfortable with ex- uh, exhaustion that we can't even enjoy a break when it's thrust up of the I'm just going to go ahead and read the join. We've huge away the things we are enslaved to. This is a pretty interesting one. Because anything we've been given to enjoy outside of the boundaries in which it is designed to flourish will cause chaos, catastrophe, destruction, and disaster in our lives. Chaos, catastrophe, destruction, and disaster. God's boundaries are here's something to think about because I it really made to think God's boundaries are gifts and so I never really looked at boundaries as gifts and I have this book um that I wanted to reference it's called boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and it's a really good book and it talks about boundaries so it made me think about um boundaries in our lives boundaries some people are really really good at it and then it's just a constant work that you have to put boundaries in place so people don't take advantage of you or, you know, in this instance, everything that we're talking about. In Deuteronomy 5, 16, 21, Moses reviewed the Ten Commandments, and the Sabbath was a holy day. On page 13, the word Sabbath in Hebrew is Shabbat, and it means to cease, to stop, to, well I can't read it in my, my handwriting, and to come to an end. It'll, it'll come to mind. And then the Sabbath was a principle. First, it was a law. It was a principle, but it actually was still on this, a guard against the children of Israel becoming a slave again. So these are some questions that we're not going to answer today, but I just wanted to think about. it. on 13 is group questions, um, and this is why it would be great to do this in health, but it's just some things to think about. And you guys can read them and just think about them on your own time and fill in. If you'd been interviewed for the newspaper article, how would you have responded to the reporter's question? Did any good gifts that have have begun to have much control over you come to mind while you were listening? Yes. Good gifts. Yes. Yes, I won't answer that. (laughs) How do you see evidence that these things or people have too much control in your life how do you normally respond to boundaries your friends establish in their lives? Do you support the boundaries or find yourself being frustrated with them? Let's just stop there, because there's times in your life where you're going to find people where it seems a little bit frustrating because people really do have boundaries. They will tell you, you know, this is how this is set up and this is how I do it, and it seems um, kind of crazy at times. But then you, I remember meeting a person like this when I worked at a hospital. And they just had, like, these boundaries for everything. This is the way that I do this, the way that I do this. I had to learn, wow, like, she just had everything in place. And you respect the boundaries, you know, and you start to look at yourself and say, listen, she set up so many (coughs) guardrails, I call them. uh, I think the word boundaries, but I really think of guardrails because I think of, when you ride down the street, that in the road keeps you from going over, and then that guardrail keeps you from going over. And so I'm always thinking of boundaries and a guardrail. Those things set up in place so that uh, you don't get hurt, you know, that you just let people do too many things. And if you put those things in place, you – I mean, it's hard to, to have a boundary for every little thing, but when people actually set up these boundaries because they've experienced it and they just say, going forward. I'm not going to let that happen again. It's really pivotal. And so you respect them. I don't so much get frustrated. Um, I understand it. And that's just it. And it's something for us to think about. God gave the Sabbath to Israel as a gift for which they should have been grateful. In what ways does the thought of having margin and boundaries in your life feel like a gift from God? In what ways does it feel like bondage? Well, I can answer this because. When I was younger, I felt like boundaries was just rules, rules and rules. You know, your your parents set up these rules and their boundaries and, you know, you need to come in at this time, you need to do this, you need to do that. And so it was very hard. And then I found myself uh, when I got older, that very thing that I hated, all of these boundaries and rules was the thing that I needed when I was older. And so I absolutely think it is a gift from God and it it's protection. It keeps us. All right. So we're on page number one. We're not going to do too many things um in this study. We're just going to kind of go through and pick some things and then we'll be closing out. And yeah, we're going to go over to page all the way to page twenty three. So on page sixteen it talks about these words, Herschel said that on the seventh day, God created tranquility, serenity, peace, and repose. What stuck out to me in this study was serenity. To give you an opportunity to think even more deeply about what God created here, choose one or more of those four terms and search for their definitions online or in your dictionary. Record any interesting defining words below. And what stuck out to me was serenity. And this word is mainly in the 12-step program and it's that having control in things. So we'll go over to page 17. And it says recall and describe a time when you saw tranquility, serenity, peace, and repose created in your life as a result of placing Sabbath margin in each of the following. So I highlighted family schedules, which is like Sunday movie night, that's Start Sabbath. Hobbies, of course, is the food that gives me tranquility. Appetite is working on my food and working on me. And then those other two areas, I still had some things to think about. Do you guys have any comments on the line?
0: Okay. So we'll go over to page
1: 18. It says, Brad Lominate, respected innovator and leader of the Catalyst Movement in America Right, margin is a powerful concept. It creates opportunities for businesses. Margin is one of your top priorities. Margin in business creates profit. Margin in your family creates memories. Margin in our personal finances creates generosity. Margin in our friendship creates significance and impact. Margin in our lives overall creates options, options to pursue dreams, think, pray, relax, meditate, process, grow, and ultimately live life more fully. That was a mouthful, but I highlighted it, and I think we'll take a picture of it and put it up in the group because it is amazing. When I think about margins, I think about when we're typing in the margins, and so we're not supposed to go out of the margins. It's like I said, those boundaries, those guardrails, um, your paragraphs don't go out of the margins, and so that's what I think about. So God has all these margins, but look at that. It says margin in business creates profits. Margin in our family creates memories because you you make time for your family, and your personal finances, it creates generosity so you're able to give. In our friendships, it creates significance and impact, and our lives overall, it creates options. So we have options to pursue dreams, think, pray, relax, meditate, process, grow, and ultimately live life more fully. All right, we'll go over to page 21. Do you ever fear being perceived as weak or lazy? Do you struggle with a sense of guilt for creating margins in your schedule? So I wanted to talk about this. And I don't fear being perceived as weak or lazy, uh just because that's a little bit you're older, but I do just keep on going It so says do you struggle with a sense of guilt for creating margins in your schedule and the answer is no, always even as a sometimes as an older sister or if you are a mentor, you just you know tell people you really have to create boundaries because you can just go all over the place and. This has been like a conversation that we've had over the year where you just learn to say no. So margins are good. I love the word. I'm gonna like adopt the word margin from this study because I always use boundaries or like I said, those guardrails. How does the fact that your uh omni omnipotent God how does the fact that your omnipotent God took a Sabbath rest quell your concern? It doesn't. I just think that the Lord put it there, made reference to it, and really wanted us to know that I, I think even though the Bible is years and years old, so many things that the Lord already knew for warning us that these are things that we would struggle with. So to say that there's a Sabbath, means that there is a rest that you need to rest. And so he put a principle in place because he already knew that we would keep going and going. And even as we're now here in this century here, the the things that we're doing now is just, it's not staying up late to write a term paper. It's staying up late and not sleeping and, and insomnia and, and so many different things going on because we're just going and going and going. And so I know that the Lord so I said it was very, very important. So much so that you put it in the word and made it holy. And because most of us are burning out from exhaustion and so many other illnesses because we just keep going. So it doesn't quell my concern. It just makes me pay attention to it. I'm always, if I can admit, feeling, um, um, I guess, guilty sometimes when I don't completely observe it because just. I want to, but some things just happen, and I have to even do better with it. Do you ever have anxiety about not fitting in with others if you don't have as much as they do? What effects does this have on your self-esteem? I'm going to give you guys this question to think about, and we'll come back and answer it this week, because I really would love um, some more people to answer this. Do you ever have anxiety about not fitting in with others? if you don't have as much as they do what effects does this have on your self-esteem especially with social media we do comparison and we're always looking at i i find it funny in the last week every one of my either kids or nieces and or family members talking about instagram and when you're on instagram you are looking at pictures and pictures and pictures and and just different things and so you could always going to a place of comparison and not feeling like you fit in. But we'll talk about that next week when we come back by week two. So we hope that you guys are getting something out of this brief Bible study, even though we're going through it, it would be awesome to have it in-house. Um, but hopefully you're going through the study and if you haven't gone through week one, that you would take the time and just, as we always say with every Bible study, just really go through and read. And this is not a big study, some of the other studies that we've done in the past are long, different, um, require you to think more. I, I know it's the summertime, but it, because we're coming down off of all the different things, that you could just spend a couple of time, I maybe mean, a couple hours during the night, take some time and go through this Bible study. I want to go over to page twenty-two, and then I'm going to read um, during the middle. What are the deep-seated reasons why we tend to think that busier, fuller lives are better? See if any of the following statements strike close to home for you and jot your thoughts down after each statement. So I'm just going to read them and you can jot your thoughts down. A full life brings us a sense of significance, security, or worth. We use busyness and overindulgence as a means of self-exaltation. We do not trust God to fulfill his promises to us, so we play God, falsely believing we need to provide, finish, do, control, or reward. This is the word that we use during the how to manage money study. We do not trust God to fulfill his promises to us, so we play God, falsely believing we need to provide, so we go work extra jobs and things like that. Finish, we finish it. We control it and we hoard. And we have a lot of things because we think that God is not going to come through with his promises. And so this really stuck out to me because of the last Bible study and made me think this was a great way to segue to this Bible study from our last Bible study. We can hoard easily. Hey, Natasha, we can can hoard very easily with different things. Uh, So that's just something to think about. We place our hope and joy. We're on page 22 if you're you have the book. Uh, we place our hope and joy in things that ultimately do not fulfill. Page 23, we fear what others will think or say if we aren't keeping pace with everyone else or don't seem to be keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. <laughs> so there's this movie on Amazon that I want to tell you guys about. It is called The Joneses. And it's a very – I don't want to tell you everything about the movie, but this will help you in just looking at where we are right now, all of the things that we think that we have to have and keeping up with the jokes. It's a really um, interesting movie, and I don't want to tell you what happens, but it made us look at the movie and think about things very differently because we do fear what others think or say if we're not keeping up with everybody, right? Everybody has this, you know, this car, this this house, the house of the pool, all of these different things, and so you feel like you're not keeping up with the Joneses. But I can tell you uh, there is this, um, what do you call it? There is this feeling when you know that you are making right decisions and saving that just makes you feel really, really good. And so it's not always about keeping up with the Joneses, but that's a place that you have to get to. So the next question is we don't know how to be still and we've never learned. And we've never learned how to be still. The Bible says in Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. I hear people say that all the time, but what does that mean for you to be still and know that I am God? Does that mean just I'm gonna be still? Does that mean I'm not gonna do anything at all? What does that mean for you? And that's the individual question that you would have to answer if we could all hear you, but it's just something to ponder and think about. What does that mean for you? And it could mean different things at different times because it's like, be still and know that I am God. We all think about that differently. And I think about that because it says we don't know how to be still and we've never learned. So I think about meditate and then I think about Pilates. I struggle, about, I struggle with this because it says we never learn. And when I went to a Pilates class, Uh, one time over at the virtual, it was so funny because it was Pilates and they asked you to be quiet and they asked you to stretch on the floor and be still. And I just had like a really hard time with it. And I realized that I am really, uh, I'm not the highest strong person, but I I have a lot of energy. And so I realized that I just, like in my mind, I was like, I struggle with this. It's like, I need one of those places that, (laughs) it's funny that I can't, manage the pool and be quiet and breathe as we said in the beginning of the study i go to the pool and i breathe and that's one of my hobbies and i love that quietness i love the stillness but as far as pilates it was hard for me to do it because i'm so used to going into zumba or cardio whatever it is without music and all of that because i'm just high strung that way So I laughed when I saw this question because I was like, I had a hard time. I was sitting there like, I cannot, (laughs) I can't do this because I can't be still. So it's something that we have to learn to quiet ourselves, quiet our soul, quiet our mind, and just get to a place. Even in prayer, can I tell you this? Um, If you speak in your holy language, it is hard for you to just be quiet. This is my experience. It is hard for you in prayer to go in prayer and just be quiet and lay it is it is a learned be a learned behavior I guess that you have to just sit in front of God learn how to sit in front of God and listen to him and that takes practice to do that because you're praying and talking and praying and talking, and the conversation is you talk you listen you talk you listen, so we do have to learn and I thought this was really um a good one here we don't know how to be content and satisfied and we never learned and this is another because the bible says be content and, and um i forget what it is is to be content i had to, i had the whole scripture earlier uh in whatever situation you're in be content and so when i thought about this this one here you never learned it and i think the lord teaches you this i think you go through different struggles in circumstances where you learn to be content or satisfied because you can be in a really high season and, you know, things are flowing and then you may go through a season where it's just a low time and you may not have a lot. And so you have to learn how to be content in whatever season you're in and being satisfied and just knowing that this is where you are. We always talk about this on a prayer call, your season and what season you're in. And so but you have to learn it. And you can talk to someone, and I know this for sure, you can talk to someone that's making $100,000 a year, and then their job or whatever, they lose it, and then they realize that when they come down and they have to move things around and, and be flexible and, and change some things, rearrange things, that they are content with not having a lot of things, and then they realize I had all of these things and I really didn't need those things. So that's something that I think you will learn, and the Lord will take you through that season. So we have one more question. We don't like ourselves enough to be alone with ourselves for an extended period of time. Learning to love ourselves. I thought about this because our conference is I Simply Love Her. And I actually dreamt about it this morning, and I was getting ready for this. And so it is a practice, again, to learn to love yourself, to be with yourself. Natasha, you go out with yourself all the time, lunch, breakfast, different things like that. If you can go to the movies with yourself, you got to learn to love yourself. You have to love yourself first before you can invite someone in your space to love you. So this one here, we can go on and on about it. Circle any of the above reasons that apply to you and record below any other reasons that come to mind. So remember our video session. We talked about the, the status principle is not limited to our calendars and our schedules. It also applies to the spaces in which we live, work, or play. Our tendency towards uh, two full lives often expresses itself most tangibly in our overcrowded closets unmanageable table surfaces, I don't want to tell you about my desk right now, because <laughs> next and cluttered desk as we cram them full of far more than we need. My pen. Even our children fall prey to the chaos of overcrowded living as their toy boxes, bookshelves overflow with more than they could ever imagine. In the meantime, they sit in hand complaining of boredom. Right. <laughs> So, I want you guys to think about this before we close out. There are so many areas, and we talked about this in our last study about how to manage money and those things that you can get rid of. I'm supposed to be having a yard sale. I actively try to go through here at least once a month, not just working on mail and getting rid of the mail, but just like decluttering and getting things out, whether that's taking them to the thrift store or goodwill just having too much and really thinking to yourself like you do you guys have to have this conversation i really don't need that right now like you see a beautiful thing and then you're like i gotta have this i gotta have this and then just really stepping back and saying i don't need this right now that's just too much in my life and i really don't need this it's not important and i think that goes back to the being content in whatever situation you're in that when you go through that season, you'll realize that everything is not important. I'm having one too. I boxed up a lot already. Girl, go for it. It's it's a way to make some extra money. It's a way to downsize and get rid of things. It's a way to be a blessing to someone else. There's so many different things. Um, and we can we can to hoard. We can to hoard. So Ladies, I hope, if you have any comments or questions, because we are going to, this is 35 pages for this week, so that is pretty filled. You have some writing areas in the back on page 34 and 35, so this is a study, but it's actually a journal, so you can write some things that you're thinking about. Uh, Some of us have made an idol of exhaustion. The only time we know we have done enough is when we're running on empty and when the ones we love most are the ones we see the least. And that's by Barbara Brown Taylor. Imagine that. that, Imagine that all you wanted to have was children. All you wanted to do was get married. All you wanted to do was buy a house. And everything you do is just keep working and working and working and working and you don't see any of those things. So that's something to think about. I always think about this one time. Can I share this? Okay, no problem. Yes, you can watch the the replay. I was thinking about. I don't want. I'm gonna share this with you guys. Last year we
0: um,
1: we stopped to someone's house and tried to tell the story without without telling too much. We stopped at someone's house, and the house was this big, beautiful house, and it's one of my son's friends and only the one child was home and the parents worked in another state and they worked a lot. And I had to tell Sage, remember that I told you this, that it's great to work, to have things that you want, but it's not gonna mean anything if you had this really, really big house and that was the goal, the really big house and you're working and working and working to never be here. And I said that because there was something that I saw in the house that let me know that they weren't there for a really long time. So that's just something to think about. Uh, Here's the next one. I'm of the opinion that busyness is a deeper threat to the soul than pornography ever was. And that's something to think about. I heard this during her video. I'm of the opinion that busyness is a deeper threat to the soul than pornography. Now, how many men, and I don't really want you to say the number just to think about it, but pornography is huge. It is huge. So, to say that busyness is a deeper threat to the soul than pornography by Gordon McDonald is something to think about. It's, that is really something to think about. That it would make you check yourself, and I hope you guys hear this from the spirit, that it would make you check your busyness. Because if you compare busyness as a deeper threat to the soul, which is your mind, will, mind, will, and intellect, then pornography, pornography is a beast of the spirit to get rid of. So busyness this person compares both of them. So that's something to really, really think about and share and tweet and put on your walls that you learned to hear in this Bible study. And then you would think about busyness and all these times that you are sitting up for sixteen hours and going and going and going and going and going and going. That it is compared to a, like that triple triple threat to pornography. And then the last one, Sabbath, keeping Quieting the internal noise so we hear the still small voice of the Lord. See there's that practice. Removing the distractions of pride so we discern the presence of Christ. And that's by Eugene Peterson. So that's on page 35. It's 35 pages of week one. You have your notes, you can go back. There's big ideas at the end of each week, you know, in this section is called the big ideas. This is the opportunity to record your personal personal takeaway. So Whatever you get from this Sabbath, write it down. Really share this, and I would ask that not only me, you can share it with me um, and someone else in this group, but share it with, you know, somebody that, you know, I'm doing this Bible study right now. It's about busyness. It's about breathing, which I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with. I'm always struggling in this area because there's times that I'm doing and doing and doing, and then sometimes life either fools me in different ways, but that we really take time because the Lord said it. The Sabbath is holy. That's on page 12. The Sabbath was a holy day, and the Lord called it a principle, so that we keep that in mind and just really take time to no phones, no social media. Uh, my Sunday night, I really love it because we just really try to watch movies, but that's not the whole day. There's still some of that day that I have to work on because I'm still working some of that day on Sunday. And that's just Sunday. It doesn't have to be Sunday. There's a pastor that I met his Sabbath is on Friday, and he takes him and his his wife up to Lancaster, and he, you know, they have a house up there. So I thought that was cool. So that is it for week one. Week two is next week, July 2nd, Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Remember, you can go back watch this, go back and listen to the number. It's on TalkShoot.com. It's 117625. You can put that number in and you can go back and listen to all of the prayer calls. I think this is number 414. Not only is the prayer call there, but it's actually all of the Bible studies that we have done thus far. You just have to go back and find them. Or you can go in the group and look under videos, or you can go on YouTube. And we moved Only one of the studies, a woman who doesn't quit over on YouTube, we will be moving all of them over as soon as we can. So thank you, guys. I want to thank you for coming on, sacrificing. Remember, you can add people to the group, tell them about the study. And uh, as we keep on going forward, we'll just pick the ones that we think, the Bible study that we really think to you that will help you in a place to just grow in God and, and uh, get spiritually healthy. Amen. I want to pray. And uh, Stacy, do you want to pray?
0: Let me know I can bring you on. No, no, no. Answer.
1: All right, well we thank you guys. Let me let me um close this out in prayer and we will close out for this week. Thank
0: you so much. Hold on one second. I don't think is there anything I have to say before we close out?
1: Okay, Father God, we just want to thank you yet again for another awesome Bible study, for all that we've learned, for all that we've taken in, for so many points that Priscilla has pointed out. First, God, we just want to give you praise and honor for today, Monday, the beginning of the week that we haven't even seen, and yet it's the close of the day, and so we thank you for keeping us covered keeping our minds stayed on you, Lord God, speaking to us through this Bible study, Lord God, keeping us covered, Lord God, that we ask you tonight that we would be able to sleep and slumber and keep our minds on you, that you would speak to us in such a mighty way through this Bible study that we would look at our lives, look at our schedules, look at our calendars, and just see what's important and start and start to move some things around. And instead of that busyness, that going, that threat, like it's just deeper than pornography that just sits with us and makes us really think as we keep on going forward, God make the main thing the main thing God that we give all things to you we give you our calendars we give you our pins that set it up Lord God we give you everything that pertains to us Lord God that we don't put anything in front of you no idols Lord God that everything you desire everything of us Lord God so we just ask that we keep our mind on you, our mind state on you, that you would help us to relax tonight, that you would help us to be able to sleep, that you would help us to be able to meditate on your word, Lord God, day and night, as it says, Lord God, and you would help us to just breathe and just think about all of these things that you have taught us until next week that we will come back and reconvene and get excited. As the last Bible Study, not the last one, but the one before would talk about us jogging and sprinting through these Bible studies, that we would keep that excitement, that we would ask, us, ask you to give us the juice to join us in creating excitement, that we would be excited about the things of you, the things that you're teaching us, Lord God, that we would open up the words even as we're going through this Bible study. And some of us may have not been in our Bibles in a while. But as we're going through this study, that we would open up your Word, Lord God, and that you would make it alive, real, and rich in our lives. And so we just thank you for everything. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, you just said no, thank you. Okay. I imagine that means. I imagine that means that you are in your pajamas. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. If you're on the conference line. We'll be back again, like we said, next week at 8.30 p.m. You guys have a good night, and thank you so much for joining us for the first week of Breathe. We'll be back next week. I think we'll be in a special location next week, so I'm looking forward to that. You guys, sleep tight. Until next week, take care.